Hi, I'm Jackie Tantillo, and this is Should Have Listened to My Mother. I believe in receiving signs from loved ones after they've crossed over. Not everyone believes this, but I do believe in a bond with spirits of family and friends who are gone. After Shannon's mother died, she came across her mom's stuffed sock monkey among her mom's possessions. Something I didn't know is that stuffed sock monkeys were very popular in the 30s and 40s, especially during the Great Depression to help uplift kids and adults that better times were ahead. Well, that monkey has been my guest's inspiration for years. She's painted many, 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 many monkeys, and she's going to tell us all about it. Shannon Grissom is an award-winning artist, author, and illustrator of the book Monkey Made of Sockies, and most recently the creator of Sock Monkey Oracle Cards. Each card is a unique painting of a sock monkey, which correlates to a specific oracle card. And Shannon's going to tell us all about oracle cards. And she's going to fill in her background and the stories of her mom. It's a pleasure to have you, Shannon. Shannon Grissom, welcome to Should Have Listened to My Mother. Thanks, Jackie. I'm excited to be on your show. My first question I usually like to ask is, what was your mom's name? My mom's name was Patricia. Uh, Everybody called her Pat. It is nice to put a name to your mom, because I know we're going to hear some pretty cool things about her. Where did your mom grow up? She grew up in Washington State. Um, Her parents were divorced, so she spent uh, the school year with her mom on the coast of Washington, and then the summers in eastern Washington with her dad. And when she was five, they would put her on the train and send her, I mean, they did things like that back then, put her on the train by herself, and people would so she, she was very independent from an early age. And how many siblings did she have? Or does she, she had one, she one, had one sister, and she's still still alive. Oh, wonderful! All right. and were they close in age or? Um, oh, about five years difference. Yeah, so not not too far off. How about we start off with you coming across your mom's original sock monkey? <laughs> well, you know that was that was a trip. Um, so we're. Dad's packing up the house and um, childhood home, and he's moving to a senior community. And as we're packing up, I I ran across a sock monkey. And I I never had a sock monkey. I didn't, you know, I just, uh, but I saw it in this little cedar trunk that she had. And I thought, oh, that's just sweet. And I talked to my sisters and they said, you know, he should come home with you. So both the cedar chest and the sock monkey came home with me. And uh, I didn't, I didn't do anything with it. You know, I, I basically I was overwhelmed, at, you know, in, in grief and, and just there was a lot of stuff to deal with. So I, I just put it in the trunk and it sat there for a long time and a couple years. And then there was a painting competition and I decided through the company and you had to do a tribute to someone. And I thought, let's do a tribute to mom because she had this amazing sense of humor. She was so whimsical so I did a still life with her sock monkey, and uh, she was since she was a music major, I put a kazoo in there because she, <laughs> that covered her silliness plus the the music, and um, things just took off after that. It's really kind of fun. So have you incorporated other things that your mom 
had a connection with other than the kazoo? She well, you know what? I had uh, I, I put I put a picture in, in that particular painting. Um, I I put a picture of her and her cousin when they were children, so it was like a black and white photo. Um, so I painted that into the into the still life, and and it's funny because the competition said that you uh, needed to have a fish. They had, they had you add a fish and a pear, which were some bizarre elements. And I just could not see putting a, uh, a having a fish in the studio. <laughs> just couldn't do that. But they didn't say what kind of fish. So, so I found, you know, those goldfish crackers. <laughs> There's a couple of those in the painting. <laughs> hey, you know. And, um, and that made me smile, too, because they have little... Uh, you know, they have little smiles on their face and what else was in there uh, and the pair. And so it's interesting The pears and the monkeys became like comfort food paintings after she passed. It was, it was a way of, con- it, what I found was I painted the first painting and, and that, that, that started help the softening the grief. And the more I painted, the more fun it became. And the more I felt like mom was hanging around. So I kept painting. <laughs> I had I had a painting teacher one time that said, "You're the type that thinks if a little bit is good, a lot is better." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I um, I've done over fifty sock monkey paintings. <laughs> More, but you, you, it seems like you have, based on what I, I I've seen. So it was a terribly sad time for you losing your mom. So can yeah. you tell us a little bit about your relationship? We had a really strong relationship. I would say she was, uh, you know, she was a teacher by nature and a teacher by trade. So, so everything was a, a teaching learning experience. And I, I do feel like she was, um, she was very organized, very structured. So, and, and I, and she taught all of us to be obedient. So there was this, um, loving kind relationship but also a little bit of control in there uh, but she was incredibly intuitive uh, used to drive me nuts um, because we'd have a friend and she would say mark my words and then blah 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 this is going to happen and and i'm like no nah, no nah, they're good they're good and then she'd be right <laughs> every time every time she was really intuitive in fact but I, this is my second marriage. When I was m- getting married the first time, she, she was good about not butting in, right? She, you know, she let me make my own mistakes. And so she, um, you know, she did say, you know, you might want to reconsider. I think he drinks too much or whatever, you know, but I'm like, yeah, 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 mom, whatever. And, you know, I did my own thing. Well, so she, w- one of the wedding presents she got me was, uh, was my silver set and it came in this beautiful box and and the name engraved on the box was just just said shannon it did not say my last name and she told me after my divorce <laughs> that she knew that i wasn't gonna make it and so she didn't want to put the last name on the engraving <laughs> oh my god Oh. Wow. So did yeah. she realize that she was intuitive or did she think it was just a coincidence that she had this knowing? Well, see, was it didn't, you know, what's interesting, it didn't come up. We didn't really have conversations about it till I was probably in high school, early 20s. And then we started talking about it. She admitted that um, her aunt 
was incredibly intuitive and knew when people were coming and knew when things were going to happen. And so along about, you know, I started, I would say, late 20s uh, is when I started developing my intuition and i started going to psychic fairs and different things and and we actually went together so it was interesting so she was very open she was very logical and and practical but very open to that and she just naturally had it she had a gift you have siblings i have a twin oh yes and, a twin and oh, my she, her and i are incredibly intuitive and and uh, in fact we Every weekend we practice remote remote viewing just just to sharpen our skills, and that's fun. Remote so viewing, put, explain that for me. What we do is we put an object in a in a paper bag, and then we both tune in, and and we describe what we're seeing, what we're feeling. Um, sometimes we we both will do little random drawings that kind of go with it, and it's amazing what comes up. And so we. We've learned not to try to name it. If I name it, then I then I think that's what it is, and then I start coming up with things that are going to support that. So I just try to just take notes from what I'm hearing or feeling and, or something. Right? Yeah, and so I would say both of us get a lot. We're we're very auditory, and so we 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 get and visual. So we get uh, almost like automatic writing. Songs will come in our head, and that means something. And uh, I've been drawing with my left hand, my non-dominant hand. I tend to get, uh, when I'm doing this kind of thing, I tend to get stronger. And it's and I'm not looking even at the paper. I'm closing my eyes, drawing with my left hand, and it's amazing what comes out that it's similar to whatever's out there. So the more we practice, the it seems, you know, and some days are off and some days are, are pretty good. But I think the more we practice, uh, the stronger we get. So that's fun. Well, that's great. What is your sister's name? Her name is Cheryl with a C. And do you live nearby? We do. do we're, we oh, always good. land somewhere. Even when one of us moves, we're always near each other. Oh, good. That's yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. I love that you, your mom, and your sister have this bond. I'm, I'm very lucky to have five sisters and, and our mom. I mean, we were all, man, made of the same cloth. As different as we all were, we were all made of the same cloth. But we mm. learn from one another, and we taught each other things, and we still do today. We're constantly turning each other on to great things. My mom inspired me to do this podcast she would be in support of, of the, the idea and theme, but she wouldn't want to take the credit <laughs> you oh, know, my for my like mom being the inspiration, you yeah. know. So, but I love that you have that little extra guidance that you are, your receptors are, are sensing and feeling because I think it's, it's out there for anybody who wants it. Yes. So you, your mom, and your sister embrace your psychic abilities, and you had music in your family as well. Yes, I grew up in a really uh, incredibly musical household. Uh, Dad didn't play an instrument, but he have he still he's he's going to be eighty nine this year. He has this huge love of music, so he exposed us to all different genres. So we we listened to all kinds of things growing up. And then uh, mom, she could play. She was brilliant. She could play any instrument you gave her, and and everything by ear. So she would just know how to play it. It would just come out, and it was always good. So, um, but the main main uh, instrument in the home for her was the piano, 
um, my sister played uh, flute, I played clarinet, and my little sister, Jill, she uh, played French horn, and we would jam in the, you know, living room, and it was just, yeah, it was it was so much That's fun. That's pretty magical. That yeah. brings people, families together, right? Yes. That's a, a wonderful experience. I feel sorry for the neighbors when we were learning. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of everything. But we, but we had fun, you know. I saw a painting that you did years ago of your mom. It was like 60 inches by 48 inches or something. And I want you to tell me about Pat in, in that beautifully that, you know red what, that was and just... blushing painting you did. Oh, thank you. She, you know, she... She was larger than life in in life. Um, just she was just brilliant on so many levels and um, just amazing. And so when I when I went to paint her, I didn't I couldn't paint her small. I couldn't just do it. You know. So here we are, sixty by forty eight. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I so here's this huge painting that I created, and as as she started, because I start painting from from vague, and the details come later. I don't I don't just you know like work on an eye and get it done. I do you know, I do everything from from broad to detail. So as I was painting her, the more in focus she became, the more present I felt her. So it was the coolest thing. It was like mom's coming, and I would and I couldn't wait to get back in the studio and work on her because like mom's here, mom's here. Of course, mom's here all the time. But this was just. You know, it just it was just a really amazing experience. Oh, I, I and get I the chills. That, oh my gosh, I have the. Oh, I get it was. The, just, <laughs> it was and, you know, I mean, I I laughed and cried and everything through through the whole painting process. Different depending on the day. Some days, some days it would hurt to to paint, and some days it was joyful, and some days it was a mix. It was just all across the board. So it was just this amazing experience. So I had that hanging over the piano because, of course, that's where we all live. And for years and years and years. And then I don't know what possessed me. I think I was working. I, I wanted my, well, first of all, the painting was really cool. It was not one of my better likenesses of somebody. So that was, so that was the thought process there. And I couldn't, uh, and I thought, well, there's this big painting. It's not quite mom. It was a great experience. What am I going to do with it? So it was so big and those canvases are like 250 bucks. I'm like, I can't just throw this out. <laughs> so oh my gosh. I, I can't, I mean, throw your mother out. And, can't and do so, that. I, so I did something almost even more sacrilegious. I painted over her. Mm. So the, so that was an incredibly profound transformational experience as well, because what I did was I, here I had the painting of my mom that was larger than life, and I transmuted it into, I called it Independence Day. So here it was, a the, the, the original painting was a very nice, uh, quiet uh, brush painting with hardly any texture. I took a palette knife, and I created this abstract landscape, and I called it Independence Day, and it was like... Um, Everything I needed to do to, I, I think I was very dependent on her. She, and so this was a way of me coming into my own. 
And so, and I'm, as I'm painting, I'm like, I'm sorry, mom, I got to do this. <laughs> and I just, you know, and so it was, and this was another one. I think this was, and I did it again with my non-dominant hand. I do that when I really want to tune in, I'll paint with my non-dominant hand or do something right with my non-dominant hand. And so I really almost had no, it was like a trance-like experience. I didn't have much memory of the of the painting process itself and then and then it was done and it was like it was it was an amazing painting and i hung that for many years and then i threw that one out i didn't sell it i didn't i didn't want to sell my mother <laughs> you set yourself free is how yeah, i think I about it yeah i set myself free and i i i have sold my mother i have to back up i've done some <laughs> she was a beautiful child and i i did some watercolors of her I used her as a model from some old black and white photos so i have to admit yep i have sold you my have mother sold your mom but not but this piece was so personal and so I, I felt like in order for the whole process to be complete, I needed to throw it out. So, and of course the, you know, just the wood and the strut taking it off, it was, I cut it up in little pieces because, you know, that's how you're going to get it in the trash and, and broke up the wood from the frame. And yeah, so that was, that was, and that was over many years, you know, it, this process is not always quick. <laughs> Again, something very emotional, right? You're either yes, it's like you're setting uh, yourself free, but you don't want yes. to offend her because you two obviously have a very close relationship. But it also a time to move on and always have her by your side. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. Always have your. If we're fortunate enough to have that relationship with our mom, yeah, I feel blessed. Yeah. What do you think she was saying? about time she came to <laughs> she came to me in a dream and she she came to me in a dream and she said shannon will you please let me go um, and i cried i woke up and i cried and in the dream i'm glad i said this in the dream okay <laughs> i said okay and so i think i think it was setting us both free that is so powerful yeah. How long did it take you to after the dream? How long was it until you cut it up or painted over it for that fact? And it was it was years. Years. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, was probably okay. it was probably a good five years before I totally let that go. That's yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. When you're ready, you're ready, right? Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. What did what was your mom like, you know, when you guys were, were growing up in elementary school? Was she well, you know all in funny? or was she, she was yeah, she was all in. She was she was a really good nurturing uh mom and she was funny. I cannot remember. I mean, every single there would be something at, at the and okay, here she is. She's working full time, she's a teacher, she was a special education teacher. She taught sixth grade for a while, but then special ed. So anyway, she, I cannot remember a time. She would come home and we would have our chores to do, but she still got dinner on the table every night. I don't know how she did all this. And, but every night at the dinner table, there was something that she would do to crack us all up. I mean, it was, she, she was loving. She was funny. Uh, and I don't know. It's funny because she was so, um, you know, that the teacher, the, her kids probably had no idea how funny she is or was. Uh, 
That other side that they don't get yeah, to see, right? Yeah. Would she be acting and very dramatic, or was it jokes that she told, or it was more just her like being? It was herself? acting and her wit. She just had a, a quick wit, so she could make something funny out of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, she. I I saw something. It was interesting. I saw a picture uh, when I was going through her things. They have the the traditional school picture of all the teachers for whatever year. It wasn't just you know how they have the school picture for the children and the class, but they also have one of all the teachers for whatever any given uh -huh. year. So they had one picture where where it was a traditional one, and then then there was a second picture where all the teachers were goofing off and doing <laughs> funny poses, and I just thought, oh, that is wonderful. It's just so good to see. It's good to see your mom in, in her element where she's not being the mom, where she's with her friends and having a good time and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the real mom was, that we didn't we didn't really realize existed, you know, as kids. Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah. there's, there's mom. Yeah, mom's got a life. Imagine that. Oof. <laughs> I think I think kids see that a lot more now than yes. than back in the day. Yeah. But hopefully they do get to realize that mom has personality of her own and she doesn't always want to tell you to clean up your room or do your homework. <laughs> Are you up yet? Or did you go to bed yet? Are you on the computer? <laughs> did she hover when it came to schoolwork? No, she didn't really need to because I was totally into it. And um, she made sure that it was interesting. We all, all three of us had, she made sure we each had our own desk. And so she, she set the stage for learning. And uh, so we all had our own desk, which was really cool. And basically she didn't need to hound me because I was, I was all, I loved it. I love school. What about your so, sisters? My sisters love school. I think both of them love school as well. My twin did not have to work as hard at school as I did. So she would, all she'd have to do, she had this great auditory sense. So she'd go listen to the lecture and she'd have it. Um, I felt like I had to work harder and do more. I mean, she could go in and then just take the test and ace it where I had to actually work at it to get to get there. Good for her, bad for you. I know, I know. <laughs> and I think my little sister was more like me where, where we, we had to work it. Oh, good thing she didn't smack your wrist with the ruler like the Catholic nuns used to do to us. No, no. Although, um, although she did threaten us because one day um, in junior high, I got, I got this great, I decided I was going to cut school with my friends and we got in trouble and so they threatened we were catholic and they they threatened to send us to catholic school um <laughs> what it was like you're gonna go to an all-girls school if you don't behave and i'm like oh not that i'll be good <laughs> oh my it wasn't God. the catholic that scared me it was the all girls <laughs> yeah really Woo! life changer yeah oh, wow she sounds pretty magical and i'm really glad that you're able to share these stories and I'm so glad that you are keeping her alive. Thank you. There's no altar, but you no. still have her right by your side, which yes. is great. You laugh, you cry. It's wonderful. And you always have somebody to talk to if you need to. I do. Yeah, it's pretty great. You were inspired by your mom for many reasons as, as a young girl, young lady. So tell us now, you've incorporated both your art and your intuition, right, with your oracle cards, yes. your latest. So tell us a little bit about that. So uh, during the pandemic, 
so I've been I had painted all these sock monkey paintings and from the beginning I thought about doing an oracle card deck but it was one of those uh, things that was on my me and my big ideas list and it, it sat on and I've got a huge list like that and it just sat there for a long time but during the pandemic I had two one woman shows close when the first one closed I had everything hung and then and then there was a lockdown and so nobody could see the work it was just there and then things open up a bit I get another show, hang it, same thing. And I'm thinking, okay, this is when, you know, when it happens. Yeah, when it happens once, I'm like, okay, you know, this happened. When it happens twice, I figure this is a major course correction. I need to pay attention from the universe. And so it's like, okay, what am I, what am I not doing? What project? Am, you know, obviously the traditional gallery thing was not working during the pandemic and I needed to, to keep be productive and make a living and i thought what am i what's on my list that doesn't require that what and what am what am i what have i always said i was going to do and i just didn't get off my rear and do it and it was like sock monkey oracle and i just from the moment i made that decision it, it, you know I, I worked on the graphic design named all the you know the cards and then the writing came out in about a month and uh, of course there was editing involved but basically that it all came out in about a month i felt like it was channeled from mom from guides it was just it was amazing experience and then i uh i did my research on who to publish with who i would prefer to publish with i did so i did my traditional research and then i tuned in and beyond words was you know the, the top publisher and I'm happy to say that I, I was picked up by them and they're a, a, an imprint of Simon & Schuster and I cannot tell you how awesome this publisher is. Mm, how <laughs> nice just, is that? That's yes, wonderful. It's just been an amazing experience. They are incredibly supportive and uh, from every department, a joy to work with. So I the whole thing has just been magical. Okay, so if someone doesn't know what an Oracle card is... Okay, so for me, these are tools. The difference between tarot cards and oracle cards is that tarot cards have a set structure, the fool in every deck, although the artwork will be different and the and the text will be different, the meaning remains the same. With oracle cards, whoever is creating the oracle cards comes up with a theme and then truths to support that. And like with the sock monkey oracle, I just came up with... And, and I can't say I, because I really feel like this was channel, channeled, but I came up with 46 states of being. And then each card gives you a message to reflect on, plus uh, a positive affirmation. And then because sock monkeys are silly and they like to play, I, I can also come up with words that symbolize whatever the particular card is. How can anyone who would like to find your cards find them? So if you um, go to SockMonkeyOracle.com, but SockMonkeyOracle.com will tell you everything you ever wanted to know. And if you just want to go straight and pick them up, um, go to Amazon and type in SockMonkeyOracle, and that little guy will pop right up. I'm so happy. Thank you. I guess at the very beginning, I should have said, "Does everybody know what a sock monkey is?" <laughs> ah, these are these are uh, dolls, stuffed stuffed creatures created from socks, and how they got their little faces. 
is that the uh, Nelson Knitting Company had made these socks with red heels. So they are perfect for little smiles. And and so these are creatures made, and, you know, in the beginning when they first started, I'm sure they were used with used socks, you know, just whatever was left over around the house. But now people can get them, and you can still get them online and make your own. In fact, if you go to SockMonkeyOracle.com, you can, uh, there's a place that shows, that has videos on how to make them and where to get supplies. Oh my gosh, I want to get one. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon Grissom, I'm so glad we connected. This has been an absolute pleasure. I'm really, really, really glad that we were able to connect. Thank you, Jackie. I'm just you know grateful that to be on your wonderful show and, and to connect with you. And I'm sure we'll have another conversation down the line somewhere. And I really loved hearing about Pat. So thanks for sharing. Thank you. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Should Have Listened to My Mother. <laughs>